Hello, and welcome to Online and Inspired, a weekly podcast for educators, parents, and those leading the way in the future of learning. I'm Emily Smith, founder and CEO of Teleteachers. And I'm Marissa Rothermel, special education teacher extraordinaire, or mama, as my daughter calls me. We are on a mission to live inspired always and talk about our jobs as education innovators, AKA modern day educators, navigating all the things. We are here as pioneers in online education, firmly set in our beliefs in equality, equity, and balance in all things. We are proud educators, proud parents, and we are here with you every week to talk about how we embrace it all, from ed tech news to uh-ohs and boo-boos. Thank you for listening today. Please be sure to subscribe. In everything we do, we strive to bring levity to the conversation. If you're not leaving this podcast with the same feeling you leave the workroom after some juicy conversation we all love, we're doing something wrong. We're moving that water cooler banter online. So let's get to chatting. Are you ready, Marissa? I'm ready, Emily. I'm caffeinated and committed. Let's talk online and inspired. Good afternoon. It is Monday, July 18th, 2022. This is Online and Inspired. I am Marissa Rothermel, Emily Smith with me here, founder and CEO of Teleteachers. Good afternoon. How are you today, Emily? Hey, <laughs> just summarizes how I am today. Yeah, no, I love that. Maybe we need a new catchphrase every time we log on. Like, what up? Can we bring up? Can we bring back? What's up? Can we do that? Oh, <laughs> no, not. we can't. Okay. Definitely uh, not. That's that's right up there with who let the dogs out. Oh, God. Oh, I hate that song. That. Have I talked to you about that song ever? No. Okay. So I was a jerk teenager. Straight up. I was an absolute terror. Um, my parents referred to me. I'm the oldest of four. And my parents referred to me jokingly as the practice child because I was a nightmare. Okay. So they're like, well, you know, we kind of like figured it out with you and the, re- the other ones came out fine. <laughs> But, um, so I was, I was a total jerk, especially in high school. And I did not want to get up in the morning. So my father had this genius idea. My bedroom was on the, on the ground floor and everyone else's bedrooms were upstairs. He had this genius idea that he would set his computer in the room next to me on like an alarm system to auto play who let the dogs out at a deafening volume and then he would lock the door to the office so that I couldn't turn it off so I would wake up every morning to who let the dogs out and be unable to turn it off and it was the only way I would get out of bed in high school it was terrible absolutely sorry I rehashed that trauma for it's okay it really is okay because it's honestly a stroke of genius on my father's side because I hated that song and he had to get creative because I would just fight him tooth and nail when it was time to get up. And I was not that responsible teenager who would say, oh, well, I have to go, you know, get my studies on. I was a, oh my God, I need 12 more hours of sleep teenager. So uh, yeah, Who Let the Dogs Out is forever ingrained in my mind and just, you know, mildly traumatic. I still like dogs though. (laughs) Yikes. So how fun was it having my mom on the show last week? I love your mom. She is so sweet. She is the definition of just like, I don't know, Midwest sweetness. I feel as if she was almost a movie character, a TV character. I was like, wow, people really do exist who just ooze sugary sweetness. I mean, I grew up in New York. We don't, that, that's not a thing. (laughs) We don't, 
don't ooze sugary, sugary sweetness there. Um, not generally anyway. So it was great. I loved hearing what she had to say. I, I loved the very brief comparison that she made between you and your sister. I just, I really appreciated her coming on and she came on in really short notice too. So shout out to Emily's mom. Awesome. Love you. Thanks, <laughs> it was, it was really great. And she just, you know, her passion for her career really came through and that's, that's all you can really ask. You know, I love that, especially on a podcast like this. And that was a nice, you know, uh, talk about education and, you know, kind of like the multifacets of special education and how it's evolved through the years. And now this week and next week, we're kind of going with our, our alternate uh, motif, which is we're always talking about living inspired. And uh, we'll be talking a little bit more with some living inspired folks for this week and next week. And that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, self, self, excitement here is I personally know both of these individuals in my in my real life so <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun just like so you what, know your mom so what have you been doing to live inspired lately oh man well I'm you know we had Mary on a couple weeks ago right and she was talking about her Wonder Woman birthday party and all of me was envious not because of the Wonder Woman theme but how she was just like it's my birthday. I'm going to celebrate me. And I don't know if you know this, Emily, but next Monday is my birthday. So <laughs> of course you do. Uh, so next or this coming weekend, I'm throwing myself a birthday party and it's going to be themed. It's going to be tie-dye themed. I asked everyone to come wearing their brightest tie-dye and I got all of these decorations that are tie-dye themed and I cannot wait for the photos that are coming out of this. It well, will be really and, cool. And if you work for teleteachers, mm -hmm. it's on our official social <laughs> calendar as tie-dye day. Tie-dye day birthday. I love that. I'm so excited. I'm just going to sit on my computer just to watch people. <laughs> you're so fun. You were so fun. Oh my God. Opposite of me. Seriously. When it's my <laughs> birthday, I tell our VP of operations, Lisa, to remove that from <gasps> the social calendar. I'm like, no, 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 no. Nobody needs to know that it's my birthday. I want to be left alone. Don't talk to me. Don't ask <laughs> me to go to dinner. Just leave me alone. Oh my goodness. Yeah. No, hundred percent. The opposite. I start warning people about a month in advance and I start calling it my birthday month, generally speaking. And, you know, in case you wanted to celebrate me, you know, leading up to my birthday at the end of the month, I'd, I'd be okay with it. I'm not, I'm not going to be upset. Uh, but you know, July 25th, we set that day aside for moi. <laughs> Perfect. It is. It. It's so much fun. It's so much fun. Uh, so yeah, I haven't done a themed birthday party in a really long time and I'm pretty hype about it. I got to tell you, I, 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 I don't know. It's going to be crazy. The pictures are going to be amazing. Ugh, You're getting a lot of good content out of this. I really and think so. There's going to be a lot of traveling right now. Are you in your podcast closet? <laughs> okay. <laughs> so on over there. <laughs> yeah. So if you see me moving some things around and stretching awkwardly, is that there is this last week, last week we were having some Wi-Fi issues and I did my best to edit them out afterward and hopefully they came out okay. I think they did. Uh, but it turned out that it was predominantly on me. My Wi-Fi was trash. And so that was the room that I'd been recording out of. 
And uh, it's partially because I'm so loud. I can't share an office with my husband who also works from home while podcasting because evidently I'm a yell talker when I'm on a microphone. So, oops. Anywho, off that office, our beautiful co-working space is this, I mean, it's like a a hobbit room. I don't know how to say (laughs) it's a giant closet that has a light built in and it just looks as if it should be my podcasting room. The Wi-Fi is incredible in here. It's already lit. It's got, it looks like it's sound dampened already, but I could definitely glitter this thing up all over and make it mine. And I think, I think that's going to be the next home improvement project is making this my official podcast space. You deserve that. Yeah, I think it'll be really cool. And, you know, it'll be good for my marriage, too, because I can be really loud in here and it's not an issue. (laughs) That sounds amazing. You can get like some, you know, cool pillows. Yeah. Or you can do whatever you want in your own podcast. Yeah, I would take off my fake background right now, but there are about 100. I'm not exaggerating about 100 uh, Home Depot boxes still behind me because we haven't needed this room. So it's where all of the boxes that we haven't opened from from moving in April are. Uh, But that means because there's all of these boxes, I'm sitting on the floor with an upside down hamper as or like a laundry basket as my uh computer desk right now and I'm I'm just kind of scrunched in here with my boxes but it really is inspiring because I'm seeing how much potential there is I'm really I'm really pumped but if I'm stretching oddly it's because I'm working in like a three-foot space (laughs) so it'll be cool I will take a picture of these ridiculous boxes and share it on social media I hope everyone enjoyed the photo of my creepy creepy baby doll last week. That was very creepy. It was. It was. That doll has been all over Charleston this week. She just does not let the darn thing go. It has seen some stuff and it, it looks somehow scarier than it did last week. (laughs) Truly. (laughs) Uh, Oh, well, but this week I've got some fun and exciting things planned. I'm so, I'm so excited. So I love my birthday. We've talked about that, but I also really love Christmas and the whole holiday season. And I found out that uh, a town nearby, which is like 20 minutes away, is doing a Christmas in July party in their town square this Thursday. And so 100% going to Christmas in July and to find out what that's all about. Um, Actually, our guest next week will be joining me for for that Christmas in July. So we'll have some fun pictures from that. And the other thing that we're going to do since we're going to this town over is eat possibly the most disgusting thing I think I've ever heard of, but I have to know. It's called a unicorn hot dog. It's okay. not made with real unicorns. Can we preface this by saying that you've talked a lot of about a lot of really disgusting food items on the show. So I'm not sure if I'm ready for this. I it's it's something, man. Okay. It's called a unicorn hot dog. It's this big all beef hot dog with chili sauce on it. Okay, sounds normal so far, right? Right. Topped with whipped cream and sprinkles. No. Yep. It's a unicorn hot dog. Yep. Uh, it sounds kind of awful, but it got some publicity locally this week and people are saying, sounds gross, tastes delicious. So a hundred percent going to go eat a unicorn hot dog while up in Somerville, uh, this, this week. And I'll report back. I'll report back. I, I think I, uh, 
we have the CEO of Van X coming on next week and who is like the definition of living inspired. And he is going to eat a unicorn hot dog with me. So it's going to be some magical times. (laughs) Nice. Yes. Have you heard about the wonderful um, news that was announced over the weekend for um, 988? I have. I shared it all over my social media. I love, 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 love this. So overdue. So overdue. 988 is the new suicide prevention hotline. It's just like calling 911. If you're in crisis, you know, you're automatically connected to a counselor. Uh, Just this is so... I'm so happy what this does for just suicide prevention, you know, like the ultimate tragedy and it's huge. It's huge. So yeah, 988, big, big, big news. And uh, this is what our country needs right now. Um, You Mm -hmm. know, we have so much emphasis being placed on mental health supports, but just realizing that it is, it's a crisis and um, our, the wonderful people that answer the phone when you call 911 um, likely don't have the same training and skill set as those that answer when you call 988. So I remember hearing about this about six months ago when we were working with our partners at at the state of Colorado um, Office of Behavioral Health, and they were talking about this coming down um, into action and just how will it, how will it change the way we think about mental health crisis? Right. right. It, it absolutely will. Now there's, um, you know, when you, there's something to do, there's, there's something that's easy that you can remember and there's national crisis hotlines mm-hmm. everywhere. But when you're in that state, you need to be able to call the 911 version, um, yeah. of that. And it's just so wonderful. And I'm just so excited about it. I am too. I really hope that this is a promotion that we see on billboards across the country that, I mean, I've seen it on social media for sure. I really hope that the word is being spread. And just like you learn about 911 in schools, I hope it's talked about there too. I hope posters are going up in high schools before the next school year. I just, you know, that it's found in every guidance counselor and every social worker's office, you know, just something where it's in your face. This is something that needs to exist. And, you know, I I know that I've known many people who have struggled with uh, suicidal ideation throughout my personal life and my professional life. And, you know, you don't think to call 911 in that crisis straight stage. And if you do, like you said, you're not necessarily getting a trained professional on the other end for that type of need. But now that exists. That's, that's amazing. Literally saving lives. I am so excited. This is just it's huge, huge news. I was thrilled when I heard about it this weekend. So yeah. Yay. Yay. Progress. Positive things. Hooray. <laughs> uh, let's see. I guess we should try to fit in a couple things before our special guest comes on. Um, I know you mentioned that you did have a book to share today. Did you want to talk about that? Yes, I do. Um, let me why don't I switch over to you and you recommend a book while I'm pulling it up. Okay. So my book is appropriate for just about everybody because, and it's perfect for a summer read. It is a, I think it came out in the 1990s. It's called the days are just packed. It's a Calvin and Hobbes collection. Did you read Calvin and Hobbes at all when you were growing up? No idea what you're talking about. Are you kidding me? You don't know Calvin and Hobbes? Never heard of them. 
I, okay, I, did I just quit this podcast? I don't know how to process this information. Who doesn't know Calvin and Hobbes? Okay, you literally read the newspaper. In the, yes. Do you read the comics section? No, it's I hate know. the comics section. <gasps> Emily. I also hate board <laughs> games, and this is why I'm not as fun as you are. <laughs> okay, so, wow. Okay, <laughs> we'll go ahead and we will post some Calvin and Hobbes this week. I'm sure that Bill Martin uh, Jr., I believe is the, the author, that he will not mind. Um, this author, illustrator, uh, it's a, a little boy. He's probably, let's say six or seven, okay, a little cartoon boy, um, who has a stuffed tiger that when around him kind of comes to life. And they go on these little comical adventures and it's really cute and heartwarming. And the parents are just, you know, when the parents are in some of these little comic strips, they're so relatable. You know, I thought that they were, they're like, oh, those are just parents as a kid. And now rereading these comics as an adult and seeing how they're handling this kind of rambunctious little boy and his stuffed tiger as he's insisting that he's real is uh it's just fun and relaxing and uh yeah the days are just packed that's the summer kind of the summer version of this comic strip collection and it's it's a lot of fun so we're gonna have to get you some calvin and Hobbes. and even if you're not a comics or a comic uh enthusiast you can read a couple of these and i think they'll make you smile (laughs) okay deal we'll try it all right so how about how about your book yeah, my, my book is called Mr. Monkey and Me, A Real Survival Guide for Entrepreneurs. This is by Mike Smirklow. Um, I had the pleasure of meeting him um, in uh, Austin, Texas a couple of months ago, although he passed on my fundraising deal. But um, <laughs> he is an awesome entrepreneur and now has an amazing fund, Next Coast Ventures. But this is a book that talks about mindset. And that the real um, struggle for all entrepreneurs is between your ears. It's what you tell yourself. It's, it's the um, mental strength and, um, you know, how, how you're able to address that. And it's been a huge struggle for me, you know, you've, and he calls it Mr. Monkey, which I absolutely love. And I'm, it's, it's that saboteur in your own head that's saying, you don't know what you're doing. You're not in it. You're not experienced enough. Your team hates you, whatever that might be, but it's there. It's always there. And he gives, um, a really helpful, um, strategy for addressing that, identifying it, becoming self-aware, getting help, like making that, um, allowing yourself to own that saboteur. I won't tell you what I call mine, um, because it's a little explicit. It's Marissa. <laughs> it is not Marissa. Marissa is okay. the cheerleader on my shoulder. Oh, um, I love that. But naming your monkey, what is that saboteur? Naming it, taming it, um, and like figuring out how to move forward and in a really healthy, positive way. So this is this book has been really impactful. That sounds fantastic. And I have two responses to that. One, okay. no, I have three responses to that. One, when we are off the air, I need to know the name. Two, <laughs> two, uh, I can tie this to a Disney movie. Have you watched Luca? No. No. Okay. Well, they're, you know, my daughter's obsessed with it. I think I know every line from the entire movie at this point. And they 
there are two boys in it and they're both secretly sea mine sea monsters but one of them is very outgoing actually okay so one of them is me and one of them is you and the me version (laughs) is talking about how you can't second guess yourself you can't listen to your bruno that's what they call it in the movie yeah so you can't you can't be you that little voice in there that's telling you you can't do this that you know it's not okay or whatever you can't you can't listen to your Bruno. So they go around in this movie and they're like, Silencio Bruno. And yeah, so it's exactly what you're talking about. You know, Mr. Monkey or Bruno, etc. So that was point two. I love it. Yeah. Huh. I guess I should have stuck to two points because I have no idea what the third <laughs> one was. That's unfortunate. Well, It'll maybe, come back to maybe, me. <laughs> maybe Bruno can be the on-air version of I like I that. I like that. Bruno. Oh, yeah. That's what it that's what the other thing was, is that the on-air version, for the sound bite that we use this week, for the quote we pull out, et cetera, we're not going to say how to name your monkey. That just sounds... <laughs> that's, oh, my that's, gosh. <laughs> that's oh not the sound gosh. bite we're going to pull out. <laughs> that's bad. Now, and I feel bad because I don't want to do this amazing book, Disjustice or Injustice or whatever. Um, man, fantastic. Yeah. it's a great book. I love it. Well, speaking of great things, <laughs> that's yeah, we're not... That's a no monkey. Yeah. Nope. 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 That's a whole different podcast. Especially when you find out what my monkey is actually (laughs) named, you're going to be like, Whoa, Oh my God, (laughs) man, that feels like we should have insider information. You know what I mean? Like a certain number of subscribers, you get to find out what Emily's Emily's Mr. Monkey is named. (laughs) All right. So speaking of amazing things, uh, we have our guest in the waiting room. This is Rachel Pierce, and she works, uh, she, I, you know, I wrote down her official title. She's going to have to tell us because I forgot my phone in the other room before I came into my podcast hole. So I can't remember what her official title is, but she's a really big, important person at the Harborview Club at West Edge here in Charleston, which is this swanky, awesome space uh, for working, co-hosting, eating, drinking. Rachel is amazing. Uh, And I was able to be there yesterday. My uncle was actually playing their brunch. Uh, he plays acoustic guitar and uh, he was singing and playing yesterday in her space and so I even got to go check it out so hi Rachel how are you hi wonderful hi ladies hi I'm I'm so glad to have you on um and thank you for having me (laughs) there was uh, a bit of a snafu with my wi-fi so I'm podcasting from a closet today and in my hustle to move from one room to the other I didn't bring my phone and I can't remember your official title. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I can say it for the, the audience. <laughs> Fantastic. So who are you and what do you do? Yes. Hi. So my name is Rachel Pierce. Uh, I am currently the director of operations at the Harbor Club, which is a private work and social club in downtown Charleston. Um, and yeah, there's two restaurant outlets, um, multiple event spaces for banquet events. Um, it's just basically a networking hub, um, in Charleston. So it's, it's been great. I've been there two and a half years and it's unlike anything I've ever done, but it's definitely helped to kind of, uh, bring all my skills together. Um, cause I am a Jack of all trades in this position. <laughs> yeah, I believe it. I believe it. Uh, you, if, if Emily lived here, she would be all over your space. It's the exact vibe that Emily loves to, uh, to co-work from. And it's such a beautiful space. Oh my God. Just every single room for, 
for networking and co-working is decorated in this it just feels ritzy and swanky and welcoming all at once it's it's really nice so we'll have to ask you to share some pictures of some of those rooms uh on the socials this week but uh yeah it's it's very beautiful it's you obviously do great work <laughs> Thank you. are you have you been in charleston for a long time um i've been in charleston for about eight years now um i originally from new york from the hudson valley um i moved down to cook and to work on farms after i graduated college i went to um the Culinary Institute of America or CIA. Um, every time I say CIA though, everybody <laughs> thinks it's something beyond <laughs> just culinary yeah. school. Um, not that scary, not that official. Um, but yeah, I moved down and I started working at some really awesome places, um, cooking and I was the sous chef at quite a few places in town. Um, and then eventually branched into the dining room where I fell in love with wine. Um, same. It's hard to not, right? (laughs) Um, And yeah, so I just, I mean, I love all aspects of of restaurants and service and cooking. And so I just am constantly trying to, um, to try new things and to, to grow kind of my network in that regard. And Charleston's such an awesome hub for it. Um, I think it's a lot more approachable um, and a lot more, dynamic than, you know, New York and DC and some of the bigger cities tend to be, whereas it's a little bit of a smaller pond down here. So people like me who, you know, moved here at 21, were really able to like start to make a name for themselves rather than having to like, not that I didn't grind it out, but (laughs) it's a little bit, uh, a little bit easier to kind of get your foot in the door and get a seat at the table in a smaller city, but still a big city, if that makes sense. (laughs) Definitely. That's awesome. Well, that was one of the reasons we wanted to have you on today is because you two totally embrace that live inspired motif. You know, you're out there, you're doing things, you're trying new things. Um, But you also have a lot of insight into, you know, food, which for some of our listeners is is really beneficial, not, you know, we're all familiar with, uh, you know, like the food pyramid or what was the food pyramid. I think it's something wholly new now. But, you know, we thought we could talk a little bit about you know, first, one of the things you and I chatted with off air was, you know, first jobs in the culinary industry and how much you can learn from taking on one of those, but also, you know, kind of how to eat healthy, how to eat fresh, how to, you know, kind of embrace that, especially on a budget. Do you have anything that you wanted to share? Well, so something, something I do, um, just talking against, um, or speaking to kind of eating healthy on a budget. Um, I have tapped into our kind of local CSAs here in Charleston. So I get my groceries delivered um, once a week from this company called Low Country Supported Grocery that started a few years ago um, with a school bus system. And they basically turned two school buses into like mobile markets and they took produce that was Uh, excess from a lot of farms and they brought it to the food deserts of Charleston or the areas where people are, you know, low income housing, places like that. Um, And now they do a CSA. So basically I pay like $35 a week and I get enough groceries to sustain me and my fiance um, for that week. And so I do purchase supplemental ingredients. Like I always have to have rice and coconut milk. We're a half Asian household. (laughs) Uh, So there's certain staples that I don't get. Um, but I think like tapping into what is the local produce, uh, you're going to get ingredients that are, um, not genetically modified. They're growing close to where you live. So chances are they're not 
they're not traveling, they're not producing a lot of waste in terms of having a carbon footprint even, which is something a lot of people don't really think about, but um, the food also just tastes a lot better. It's coming from the dirt, from the earth to your door in a shorter period of time. So you have to think about the fact that like grocery stores, they're picking the produce when it's not ripe at all because they're shipping it. Um, so it has to ripen by the time it hits the shelf. So a lot of the times they have to spray it with certain things. So, I mean, I, I just personally, I can't really afford to shop at Whole Foods all the time. So this is kind of like the, uh, the sub of that is kind of trying to find farmer's markets. And I know everybody has a different situation depending on where they're listening from in the country. Um, but yeah, I mean, the more you can shop locally, the better in regards to how healthy that food's going to be for you. Even breads. I mean, I think I'm a big proponent of everything in moderation. Um, and I, I mean, I don't eat a lot of meat in my diet and I think that keeps me healthy. Um, my fiance and I, and I, he's very into health and we watched a, uh, documentary a few years ago. And it was about how the, uh, healthiest, most physically fit people in the world, athletes are all vegan and the plant-based kind of lifestyle, I think is easier to embrace nowadays than it was maybe 10 years ago, because there's so many products out there in the world with these, you know, substitution meats and whatnot. Um, so it is more accessible, but I think like incorporating little by little things like that into your diet. Um, also, I know with kids, a lot of the time and adults, I know my dad, uh, every time he sees anything green on his plate, he picks it out. So I think, <laughs> um, I think, uh, pureeing or folding in vegetables and hiding things in the food that you're making for your family, um, is kind of a good way to keep everybody healthy. I know if I'm making a tomato sauce, I will puree and cook down carrots in there. I will put all sorts of veggies. I love eggplant, um, but sometimes it's not for everybody. So the more you can kind of secretly layer vegetables in your food, um, I guess the better for an overall healthier lifestyle. But I, I, I ramble so I could talk. No, I love that. I love that. I'm taking tips. I'm like, oh, that's a really good idea. I could, you know, puree and cook down some stuff in the sauce that we make. We love to make sauce here and then oh, we'll can it. She cut out. <gasps> no, not in my podcast room. It's like a pose though. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's Am I back? Are you Am there? I Am I back? Look at that. I just got a warning about it being unstable. <gasps> oh, no. Not in my podcast room. All right. I'm going to have to hard, hardwire in here. That's okay. We'll fix that. We'll fix that after the show. Sorry I'm just about that. About, about, uh, I mean, I, I don't think about that ever. And that's something, cause I have a two-year-old and she loves spaghetti and, you know, carrots folded in there, blended, pureed, whatever. That would be amazing. Yeah. I've been yeah. trying to sneak a lot more vegetables into my daughter's <laughs> diet because she sees them on their plate and she's like, Oh, but no, thanks. Not at all. It's hard. It's hard. I mean, I think it's, it's the true test of a great chef. If they can make vegetables taste as good as meat, meat products, because a lot of the times with like a chicken breast or a steak, you're just putting salt and pepper on it. And that's something that like humans, we crave that like crispy, like fatty, salty, mm -hmm. delicious flavor. And it takes a little bit of extra skill to do that to vegetables. So I know that like, I mean, I'm speaking as a professional chef. I know that not everybody is going to be able to just adapt their, you know, food to make it healthier. <laughs> but I think that there are a lot of really awesome recipes out there and blogs and kind of um, easy shortcuts to do that. And it could be as simple as, you know, not adding too much salt in the process as you're cooking or 
figuring out alternative ways to make your chocolate chip cookies with maybe a different, um, different type of sugar or a different type of flour that could be a little bit healthier. Um, but it's all kind of trial and error, you know, and like I said, moderation, we're all doing the best we can in terms of health. (laughs) (laughs) That's a fact. Uh, so you use the term CSA. What is a CSA? Like how would people get involved with those? What, um, so I would recommend uh, contacting, if you can, um, directly any of local farms that are nearby you. You can even just start Googling. Um, I would go to farmer's markets. A lot of the times the farmer's markets will have a um, booth that's designated towards just pure education. So it'll be somebody sitting there probably selling some form of like a low country or a um, food t-shirt or tote bags or something. And they're the organizers of the whole thing. So they might be somebody that can point you in that direction, but basically CSAs, um, and there's all sorts of CSAs. You can do one for seafood. You could do one for meat. You could do one for just dairy. Um, this happens to be one that is mostly produce, but you can add on other items if you'd like, but basically you're just giving a dollar amount to a company that is organizing kind of like a grab bag of foods for you. So we have limitations on ours. Um, right now, my fiance recently discovered that he's has quite a few different um, food sensitivities. Um, and so we have like cut out kind of gluten and I still eat the eggs, but it's more minimal. And so mm-hmm. there's modifications that can be made, you know, if you know, your family hates tomatoes. That's something that you can specify in there. And so you're not getting like a huge bag of tomatoes every week, but it's a nice variety for sure. Um, Oh, that's pretty cool. I've definitely not heard of that. I think the closest thing I've ever heard of is a misfit market, which is something that I know gained a lot of notoriety during the pandemic when people couldn't go out grocery shopping. And that was, you know, that online service where you can kind of get a, a bulk box of produce that was not, you know, shelf ready for a grocery store. Um, and we had some fun with that. So just, it sounds like the same thing. You kind of get that mishmash of, of things each week and you figure out what to do with it. Uh, it so was fun. I, we did this when I lived in Missouri and it was really fun because you didn't know what you were going to get. And so once you got it, you were like, Ooh, what can I make from this? And then they would post recipes on their website of, you know, ideas and whatnot. And then I was also a member of um, where you went out to the farm and they had this, the cutest little uh, cabin in middle of this like beautiful field where all their cows were. And uh, you went into this cabin and got your eggs and your chicken breast and your milk every week. And they just had it there ready and waiting. And it was so, so delicious. I haven't thought about it since I came to Florida though. Yeah, I know. I'm getting inspired myself right now. Like, oh, I should really be doing some of that instead of playing the grocery grocery store roulette as far as what I'm buying. Um, that's awesome. I love that. I'm going to have to be thinking about that. And you live near me, Rachel. So you've already done the work. You can just send me out. To get involved yes, in yes. I'll, I'll shoot you an email with the info and you can kind of choose what you'd like in terms yeah. of your package. But yeah, it's fun. And it's fun too, because I feel like, um, you know, just speaking on, you know, the side of education, it's fun because you are getting produce that maybe you wouldn't have picked up at the grocery store. You know, a lot of people don't know how to cook an eggplant or don't Mm -hmm. know what a different varietal of squash looks like or different types of greens. And so it can be kind of fun and educational, even if you do a smaller quantity um, or you do just go to the farmer's market or something, or even at your grocery store, pick up something that you've never 
um, cooked before and just try it. I remember when I was a kid, my mom, um, we were obsessed with survivor. This was back when survivor was the only reality show on, (laughs) (laughs) on TV. Um, and she would buy us coconuts and we had to chop coconuts open and that was so much fun. And I think those kind of food memories are really important for kids and they definitely carry it with them as adults. Um, so yeah, it can definitely love be that. Into a, you guys are learning together. You know, you don't have to know everything as a, a mom and you don't have to be a chef as well. <laughs> there is a book, a children's book out there that it's called uh, Eating the Alphabet, which at least in the education and autism community is very famous because for every letter of the alphabet, there is a fruit or a vegetable associated with it. And so students who are on the autism spectrum are often picky eaters and you work on, you know, cooking skills and all that kind of stuff. So every week I've done this in my classroom. I know many of uh, my coworkers have done the same thing. You know, you'd bring in one of these fruits or vegetables from whatever letter or whatever that you're working on that week. And you would teach them how to prepare it. And then there'd be a taste test at the end. And you eat some crazy stuff going through that book. Like what's yucca, yucca. I'm probably not even saying yucca. Okay. Uh, you know, figuring out what in the world to do with that is, is a lot of fun. Um, and you see the relief on some kids' faces, you know, like A is for apple. Okay. That's, that's a lot better than A is for asparagus for some students. Um, (laughs) but it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun. So that can be my other book recommendation for the week. If you know, you don't read Calvin and Hobbes, Emily, (laughs) Rachel, you know what Calvin and Hobbes is, right? Are you familiar with this? Yes, I used to love Calvin and Hobbes when I was a kid. Thank you. I was talking about one of their books today. Uh, The Days Are Just Packed, it's called. And uh, Emily hadn't heard of Calvin and Hobbes before. So we'll have to be sharing some of that on the socials this week. She's got some homework to do. Yes, she does. 100%. (laughs) You have to read comics this week. She always gives me homework. (laughs) I do. You can't. You can take the teacher out of the classroom, but... (laughs) (laughs) All right. So Rachel, with all that you do, you know, with your, your vegetable and fruit creativity and you're managing a swanky club, how do you maintain a work-life balance? Oh, well, that's the big question, isn't it? I think that, um, I try really hard to kind of leave my work at work. Um, I try not to check my email on my phone when I'm home or kind of, you know, even beyond my laptop, really. Um, I am, planning a wedding. So that is definitely pulling some of my attention. Um, your own wedding. Yes. My own wedding. wedding. Uh, Thank you. Which I'm very excited about. So that has been like a nice fun, trying to keep it fun. (laughs) (laughs) That can be difficult when you're working a lot. Um, but even just getting out in fresh air, I went on a bike ride, um, Saturday morning. I don't know if you heard about it, but uh, I uh, definitely ate it as they say. Um, I was like not paying attention, but in my defense, it was, have not ridden a bike in a while. And it was like the last mile of a 13 mile bike ride. And, um, it started to get hot and sweaty and I was tired and I had just worked 12 and a half hours the day before all the excuses, but yeah, I fell skinned up my knee, my arm, (laughs) Might have gotten uh, hit in the head by someone mom, else's bike tire. Yeah, my uh, <laughs> oh no, ran over my head. She is going to be mortified that I'm even mentioning this story in this uh, podcast. But yeah, uh, it happens. So yes, when I'm not doing extreme sports, um, I'm trying to just move my body. I have a dog, and she's very active. So it's been so hot in Charleston lately. But taking her for walks and you know out and about, she loves it. Um, 
Yeah. I mean, I think I really do try to focus on prioritizing family time and friend time. And I think like, I think everybody needs that. I'm constantly the friend that checks in with everybody. And I think that people don't realize how much they need to just get together and hang out with somebody until someone else reaches out and is like, Hey, haven't seen you in a minute. Let's just go sit on my couch and do nothing. And that is like a little mini therapy session for sure. So that always helps as well. So, yeah. I love that. Well, I'm so glad that you weren't too concussed to be here today. That's, (laughs) (laughs) that's huge. That's great. Um, but yeah, I, I very much relate to your whole, you know, check in on friends and like, just, you don't have to be doing something, get together and just, just be together and, and be a human with another person doing sometimes nothing or watching Netflix or whatever. Uh, it, it, that really helps that work-life balance. Um, so how about living inspired? Is it, what do you do to live inspired? You have such a creative job to begin with. How do you continue um, that creativity? I- I would say one of the things that I do to kind of continue to grow and learn, um, I am a homeowner and I've been a homeowner for like six years now. Um, and that comes with its own challenges. And I think I try to fix things myself before I call an expert. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I think we were talking about this the other day. Um, and I, I really think that I would like to take electrician classes at some point and plumbing classes. And I feel like I can do the basics. I've replaced a belt on a washing machine before. Um, I can, I can do things like that. And I think that really helps to kind of use a different part of my brain because I do think very creatively, not very, um, analytically. And so that definitely keeps me (laughs) inspired and motivated when I, uh, don't have anything that breaks in my house, which knock on wood is, uh, more often than not. Um, I am trying to kind of do new things all the time. I am pressing flowers for my uh, wedding invitations because I saw something online that was really cool. And I was like, I can do that myself. So I'm Love it. always trying to kind of see what I can do to, um, you know, just try to continue to be creative. I, I cook a lot at home for sure. Um, and then, yeah, I mean, travel when I can try new things when I can. Um, I'm lucky that my life partner is uh, as adventurous as I am when it comes to food. So that always helps. Um, so yeah, I think just continuing to, to try new things and meet new people and you'll continue to inspire yourself. That's wonderful and beautiful. And, uh, good to know that you're handy. You should see my kitchen right now. Uh, <laughs> it's a situation. We don't have a kitchen sink. We went to replace a, the faucet because prime day happened last week. Like, okay, you know, this is a terrible faucet that's here in our new home. We're going to replace, we're going to get something nice. You pull out the, the handle, you got a sprayer built in motion sensor, whatever. Okay, great. Go to replace that. Kyle goes underneath the, the sink and he goes, oh my God, why do I see daylight? There was a <laughs> hole in our sink. That has been leaking there for months. Oh my God. Yeah. So that led to the conversation of, well, now we're under here. Now we're replacing the entire sink. And oh there's God. just a huge hole in our counter right now because there's like a sink mm-hmm. on my kitchen table. And so oh. now it's the sink, it's the faucet. 
And we had already talked about other upgrades that we wanted to do, like instant hot water, all that kind of stuff. So now it's this massive project for what should have been 10 or 15 minutes because there was a hole in the sink. How do you even get a hole in a stainless steel sink? Like, how does that happen? (laughs) Happens. It really does happen. (laughs) I know that now. I know that now. What do you mean you see daylight, huh? crazy anyway so cool we'll call you next time we did we bought one yesterday it's so much nicer you're gonna love it wait till you see it you're gonna love it it's so nice is it a farmhouse a farmhouse sink so it's uh the it does have like a sprayer like the farmhouse but it doesn't have that forward slant because our 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 um counter won't allow for it but it's like one of those big super deep basins with the it's got the mini rack thing built in oh, on the wow. bottom. Yeah, it's oh god, it's so nice. I'm so sink excited. Yeah, yeah. The sink that we had here was really bad, so it's it was going to need to be replaced. You can barely fit a pot in it, so you're kind of awkwardly holding up one pot while scrubbing the inside of it. It was awful. <laughs> uh, so it's going to be wonderful when it's done. But for right now, there are just sink pieces all over. And, uh, you know, that's not like I'm hosting a birthday party this weekend, right? Oh so gosh, no timeline. <laughs> yeah, literally just turn it into like a, a drink ice container, you know, just like put a trash bag in it There's in the old idea. sink and then put some bottles of wine and some ice. And there's that creativity. <laughs> there you go. I like the way you're thinking. That's Functionality. <laughs> fantastic. No, we'll, we'll get it done. We just m- might not sleep this week. <laughs> We'll see. All right. So how about one book and one movie recommendation and why? So I did think about this a little bit. I, um, it's kind of an oldie, but a goodie. My sister and I, she did a little like book club a few months ago. I want to say it was like a year ago. She started it and I had never really done it with her. And I was like, okay, let me just, you know, again, choose to inspire myself, try something new. And I, um, read this book with her. Uh, it's an Agatha Christie novel. So sorry to flash back in time, Um, (laughs) but the book is called, and then there were none. And I am not a spooky person at all. I mean, I do love, don't really like scary movies or thrillers, horrors, not my thing. Um, but this was the perfect amount of drama. I think her writing is something of, uh, timeless and it was just it was a lot of fun it was a fun read for sure so I and it was a shorter read so I definitely if somebody's looking for a fun classic page turner you can probably find it at a thrift store (laughs) and uh, and um, yeah that was a fun one Um, for the movie I was on an airplane a few months ago for my brother's wedding and I watched Coda and I don't know if you guys have seen it yet, no. um, but it was incredible. i am always been fascinated with Massachusetts, like fishermen. And that's what it was basically based around is a family um, of fishermen. And it's like a full family operation. And everyone in the family is um, deaf, except for the daughter. And the daughter wants to be a singer. And so she wants to kind of get out of the family business and they go through this kind of struggle back and forth of who is right and who should be like able to choose what their future is kind of. And it was just heartwarming, beautiful, really interesting to see all of these actors and actresses who are actually deaf um, get the opportunity to be in such like an awesome motion picture, because I think we need more of, you know, Mm -hmm. people that are completely just normal (laughs) 
<laughs> for lack of a better word, it's like, I think that uh, it movies tend to be very cookie cutter. And so it was really nice to just see like something so um, relatable in a lot of ways, even though I am not deaf, you know, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. So it was really just a beautiful story. Um, so yeah, Coda. That sounds awesome. I haven't even heard about this movie. Is it newer? Um, they won some awards like last year. So I want to say it probably came out last year, Okay, um, but it was, it was really cool. Definitely I will right. definitely check that out. I, that sounds really interesting. Also, I enjoy your, your sentence. I've always been fascinated by Massachusetts fishermen. That's a very <laughs> specific, very specific fascination, I I love Rachel. It. The, the accents like are just so fun. Like I just, I, I've never been a big, and this is going to kind of maybe sound weird, but I've never been really like a big accent person. I don't know. I've just not, I'm not the girl that's like, Oh, a guy with a British accent, like that mm-hmm. does it for me, but something about British or not British, something about <laughs> oh, I said, there I go, Boston accents that are just like, so like no BS endearing. Like it's mm-hmm. like the salt of the earth people of the, our country that are just like, they just, I just love it. And so it's a lot of fun. And I do love everything that comes with, um, being a fisherman, you know, yeah. I love, love being on the water. I love fishing. I love the smells. I love, like, I love all of it. It's just a good time. So it was a fun, fun book or fun. Uh, maybe it is based on a book, but <laughs> <laughs> that sounds really cool. I look forward to watching it 100%. I'll be checking out. Maybe that'll be how I wind down tonight. That sounds a lot of fun. We are coming up on our time together. So I want to make sure that we leave you your minute of self-promotion time. So whatever you want to talk about soapbox time, this, the floor is yours. Oh my gosh. Okay. Well, <laughs> Um, I've never been good at self-promotion like most women, um, but, but you can find me on, um, Instagram. My Instagram handle is Rachel Cameron Pierce, and I'll have these lovely ladies, Emily and Marissa kind of put that on their social media as well. Um, my LinkedIn is Rachel Pierce. Um, but I have some kind of movement happening in my life. So if people are looking for, um, someone to talk recipes with someone to private chef at their house. It's something I've done in the past a lot and I've loved it. And so I definitely am open to kind of helping your listeners in any way that they need. And so feel free to reach out if you have any questions, if you want to talk recipes, um, or if you just kind of want to chit chat about fun stuff, I'm, I'm available. So, um, I appreciate I you ladies kind of having me on. This is uh, my first podcast ever. Uh, <laughs> you were amazing. You were hundred <laughs> percent. Thank you. I was nervous. So we'll see. Um, but hopefully that your, um, you know, your listeners learned something and at least kind of sparked an interest in them to, uh, to kind of learn more. So yeah. it was fun. Well, you were absolutely in- inspirational today. I learned some things and I'm sure our listeners did as well. So we really appreciate your time coming on today. And uh, yeah, so thank you very much. <laughs> nice to meet you, Rachel. Oh, nice to meet you too, Emily. That was great. Thanks, Rachel. We'll talk soon. Okay, good luck with the sink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, thanks. <laughs> Bye, lady. So that's Rachel, one of my friends here in Charleston, who is just so much fun and just always oh, cheerful. And she does. She knows her wine, which is something I appreciate in my life. So <laughs> if you have any wine questions, she's another go to 100 percent. 
I wanted to keep you on for another minute, Emily, because we didn't talk about our influencers this week. And I don't know if you have one, but I do. My brain has been going a million miles per minute. And we have not, I mean, between the sink and other things just going on in life, I've needed to watch something that just turns the brain off. And this is not new. Maybe people know about it already, but if you go on uh, Instagram or YouTube or anything like that and look up how ridiculous, it is a group of guys in Australia that, well, they drop things from really high places and watch them explode and have extremely amazing slow motion cameras so you can watch them just come apart. And it is this silly, guilty pleasure of, of just pure entertainment that is so much fun to watch. And they're, they're huge. It's called How Ridiculous. And they have this dinosaur, this little Tyrannosaurus Rex, that they attach to some things that they are going to drop or explode or whatever. They refer to him as Rexy in the most charming Australian accents. And you got to watch, you relate to this poor dinosaur that is, you know, being launched from a 20-story building or something like that. And it's just this fun, simple, turn your brain off, get excited with these guys who are oozing excitement, uh, entertainment so that's my influencer for the week is how ridiculous go watch some stuff get dropped off of high things or get exploded or whatever and just just laugh and giggle and take a few minutes to enjoy life and and watching that <laughs> Love it. yes absolutely did you have anyone you wanted to talk about this week em um, not an influencer, but I do want to talk about the center on inclusive learning if that's okay absolutely. So CAST, um, the Center on Inclusive uh, Software for Learning, is funded by the U.S. Department of Education, and um, their uh, flagship effort is development of a free open source accessible reader called Clusive, C-L-U-S-I-V-E, and they are conducting feasibility testing on Clusive this fall, and they're looking for teachers, so middle and high school teachers, grades 5 to 12, all subjects areas are welcome, especially looking for reading ELA and history teachers with at least 10 students who have an IEP or a 504 plan um, or who receive accommodations for an identified disability. So stipends, here's the Mm -hmm. extra exciting part, stipends up to $500 are available for each participating teacher, depending on their level of Uh, participation. So um, if you're interested, I don't know if we're posting um, the flyer on this, Marissa, or how we're going about it, but um, CAST is a wonderful, amazing organization that is working um, to drive inclusion for all students. And it's something that I would highly encourage you if you fit that, um, if you fit those parameters um, and you're up for trying some really amazing technology, please do reach out uh, to be a part of this. Yeah. And I don't think that there'll be any issue. I'll double check with them uh, about uh, attaching the flyer because I think that's some great information to share. Uh, Even if you're not eligible, it should be something that you're aware of. 
Um, and hopefully we'll have some people who do sign up to be part of what they've got going on. I think that'd be really cool. Um, so cool. CAST, Center on Inclusive Software for Learning. And that's CISL. I will share that information out for everybody. And we're going to circle back really quickly. We talked about me the entire show, Emily. Like, how are you? <laughs> I'm interested in your life. That's how I am. Evidently, evidently. I just, I wanted to check in with you before we close out this show for today. <laughs> you know, is all good in the hood over there? Or, you know, how's Maddie? All's good in the hood. You're just inspiring me um, with your going to the gym. I've been trying to get in yoga as soon as I drop Maddie off at preschool in the morning. And that's just been really, really helping. And it's something that I just love to do. I'm headed to Washington DC next week. Um, so if we have any listeners that are in that area and want to meet, want to meet up, hit me up. Um, but participating at the national association of state directors of, uh, state mental health program directors. So really excited to be a part of those conversations all around, uh, youth mental health and, um, yeah, and then I'm going to travel up to Richmond uh, for a quick day and just, you know, I traveling is always a little bit hard now that I have a kid, uh, mm. but it's also when I'm most inspired. So hopefully I can report back with some hashtag live inspired. Yeah, that'll be so much fun. I lived in DC for a little while, uh, right after college. And I, I know that area, if you need a, a oh, restaurant nice. recommendation or anything like that, uh, let me know. But yeah. Uh, yeah, that's awesome. Congratulations. That'll be really fun. I can't wait to hear about it. Will you be back by our next show? Well, Marissa, this is a live inspired show, so I can take it on the road. <laughs> yes, you can. Yes, oh. you can. Coming live from DC. That'll live be awesome. from DC. Wonderful. Well, I can't wait to hear all about it. That'll be super cool. All right. I know that we are over our time right now, so we'd better wrap this up. I will say one last thing, and that is we are here at Teleteachers. We are busy preparing for the next school year. And if there are any school districts teachers, et cetera, who just want to talk about what we're doing here at Teleteachers, whether it's looking for providers, if it is, you know, looking for a career change, looking at what our platform is. We have some amazing proprietary platforms for mental health services and for uh, education time tracking reach out to me. I would love to talk to you about them. I have tons of informational flyers that we can just have a conversation about ways that we can help you out. We know that there is a very real need for um, special education teachers as well as service providers. And we know that in today's education landscape, showing how you are using your time and tracking your IEP goals, et cetera, is super important. And we have platforms to help you do that. So if you want to talk about it at all, Feel free to reach out through any of our social media and I'd be, I'd be loving to talk to you about it. So that's my, my shameless plug. <laughs> All right. Very good. Emily, it's been wonderful chatting with you as always. I absolutely love it. I can't wait to hear about your trip today to DC. Have a wonderful week and we'll catch up next Monday. And hear all about your birthday. As long as I survive the unicorn hot dog. <laughs> I'll see you yes. next week. Sounds great. Take care. Bye.
Thank you for joining us today. Take a deep breath. Remember, we, the education and parent community, work better together. We innovate better together, and we don't need to be in the same physical space to do it. We are online inspired, and we are so delighted that you have decided to listen in today. You can find us working to live our best lives online via our Facebook and Instagram pages. Search for online and inspired, where you can also find our personal handles and, of course, plenty of baby pictures. You can also visit our website, which features our swag shop at www.onlineandinspired.com. And if you are looking for position in online learning, please check out our website at www.teleteachers.com slash join.html and follow Teleteachers on Facebook or Instagram. Stay connected, stay inspired, and we'll see you next week.